Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic, and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Here it is our very first sponsor of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. And I'm so excited because it feels so in alignment with exactly what I'm trying to provide here on this podcast. And that's real tools and real strategies to help you increase your revenue, automate and systematize your business like never before. Lost Genius is literally the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue, enhance the client experience inside your salon or spa. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Lost Genius not only empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way, but also feels supported in every step of the way. For a limited time, they're offering listeners 50% off the first two months if you go to the link in the bio and enter the promo code. So that promo code is BEINSPIRED22. That's B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-22. All this will be in the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't tried Gloss Genius yet, I highly recommend them. Tell them Jess sent you, punch in the promo code for 50% off two months for new users only. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio here with someone I've been fangirling for for quite some time now, and I finally locked her down, having her on the show today. Nina Tulio, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so excited to chat. I'm glad that we're here, and I can't wait to hear all the things that we dive into. I know. I feel like it's hard because when you get somebody who's been in the industry for as long as we have, uh, you're like, where do I even start? And, you know, we obviously we know what we're doing now with our lives and what we've got going on, but the journey is so deep and there's so Mm -hmm. many like twists and turns and stories you could share. And you guys, if you follow Nina on social media, which you better, if you don't already by now, um, she shares all of that. And I love that. She's so authentic with the way that she shows up online. Uh, it's inspired me to do the same and not be so scared of like being myself. So personally, I just want to thank you for doing that because you've inspired me and motivated me um, to see what's possible for, mm. I hate to, I'll say it like people like us. And it is what it is because I know I'm not alone in feeling like sometimes at some point in our career, we were just hairdressers or mm. even just a salon owner. Um, because they're back in the day, 22 years ago, when I started, there was so much stigma around this industry. So, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you, thank you do you. that, you oh. do that authentically for so many other people um, with, by way of your podcast and your courses and just the realness that you talk about, which a lot of it has to do with money, finances, getting really fucking real with owning your shit. So, yeah. you know, that, that is my version of what I see in you and it's, um, it's helped me a lot. Oh, that warms my heart. Thank you so much. And I think it's, you know, you don't really know 
if people are listening or if they see, or if they're absorbing information. And so I just show up as myself and I want to be able to share the mistakes that I made. And, you know, I'm a little older too. So been in the business 26 years, I feel like a fossil. Um, and so I can show up in that way and not have to be guarded because I can, I feel good in my skin. Like I'm confident because I've been doing this for a long time and because I, I have age behind me. So it really, I'm, I'm feel fortunate to be able to show up the way that I can and share like the deep, dark shit about my past and about the mistakes that I've made with money. So I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. Totally. And we're going to dive into something you just said, because, um, but but first I want to read your bio because I love always edifying people because often sometimes we have these great bios and we've done so much shit in 26 years, you know, sometimes we're like, the bio gets ready. You're like, God damn, I'm pretty awesome. Like I did all that shit. Like, woo. So you guys, Nina Tulio is an industry leading salon business consultant, speaker and educator, helping salon owners and stylists like myself around the world to grow their business while growing themselves. Nina's unique approach focuses on encouraging her clients to grow through personal development, which you all know I'm obsessed with self-care all while offering tools needed to build a thriving, sustainable salon business. Now, not only would you be educated by watching her shit on social and taking her programs and courses and all the things, but you will also be entertained and, and and brought back to the reality of like owning a business. And I love that because she's been in the industry for 25 years. She's served all facets of the business, 20 years as a stylist, eight years as a chain salon executive, and 11 years as a successful commissioned salon owner. That's a fucking mouthful. And I that's mm -hmm. probably feels like a mouthful after 26 years. In mm -hmm. 2016, she decided to sell her salon to fulfill her dream of creating her own consulting agency. Hence what I'm I'm talking about when I say she's inspired me. This business was created simply to help owners and stylists not only grow their businesses, but grow their confidence, combining her deep passion and care for people and her love for the industry. She's made it her mission to uplift the beauty industry and empower anyone that is a part of it. So my question, first and foremost, because selfishly, I have this podcast for me, then also for the <laughs> listeners. Okay. I just keep it real fucking real on this show because if it wasn't for me to start with, I wouldn't do it every day. Right. So selfishly, like I chose the joy of podcasting and interviewing because I love asking interesting questions with really mm -hmm. rad people. And the one thing that's come up for me every time I think of you is how does it feel to let go of the clientele and to the title that you had as an owner as a book stylist, as a six-figure salon owner, six-figure stylist, whatever that category you fell in, mm -hmm. to let that go uh, and identity shift into running this consulting agency and to moving into the space that you're in now. Whew, man, that it was hard. I'm not going to lie. Although okay. I, was, I was very ready. I was very ready to um, start my new chapter. And I have to say, the hardest thing for me was to walk away from my team I had a team about six stylists and, uh, assistants and it was, that was tough because seeing them every day, they literally, like I would do anything for them. And to this day, I still talk to them. I still would show up for them. Two of them opened up a salon. I'm there for them. Let's hop on calls, whatever you need. Like I rock with them for life. And so I, that was hard. Also with my clients, I, I did it in segments. So I planned to sell my salon. It was a two-year strategy and I sold my salon because it was extremely profitable. So people always, there's a misconception like, oh, people sell their salon because they're in trouble and they have to get out of debt and all these things. No, I took an opportunity and I saw that my business was thriving. We were 17 to 23% profitable month after month, year after year. 
And although the first five years of my business was a shit show, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, so I knew that it was time. My husband was looking for jobs outside of Pennsylvania, where we're from originally. And to be dead ass honest, I was freaking exhausted. I worked 365 days a year for 11 years straight. I took one week off, full week off in that time. And don't do that. I'm not saying you should do that because I don't recommend that. But I grinded for all of those years. And I promised myself when I couldn't show up at 150% for my clients and for my team, it was time to check out. So in the two years, I was only working behind the chair. Like the last two years, I was working behind the chair, maybe two days a week and then completely stopped the last year. So I, I was able to shift my clients to my team and still I was there every day. So I was able to see them and chat with them. Um, and I still keep in contact with some of them too, like through Facebook, you know, it's, which is really cool. But when we moved, cause then we moved to Connecticut, which we were supposed to move South. We ended up moving North because of my husband's job. I was in a new place. I felt like I completely lost my identity. Like you had mentioned, I was going through a lot of um, self-reflection because now I, I couldn't keep my mind busy. I was the type of person that liked to create or maybe keep chaos a little bit close because it allowed me not to have to focus on my own shit and my own trauma. Mm. So when that all went away, and I mean everything because I sold the business and we moved to Connecticut, we were very isolated. I didn't have my friends shit hit the fan. It really, really hit the fan. So it was really tough. Um, I don't know how much more you want to know about that, but I went into a very, very dark place and it was tough for me because in that time of like losing your sense of self, I decided to go to this horse ranch where I wanted to go to Miraval resort and spa in Arizona for like this healing. And my husband took me there for my 40th birthday. And we ended up doing this horse therapy which literally brought up all of the trauma from my childhood years. And it sent me like it was healing. And the person who was the mediator was amazing, but I went home and I just couldn't get it together. And to the point where it was about three months of this, like didn't want to get up, didn't have a purpose, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know who I was. And one day I looked at my husband and I, I was struggling and I said, I think I need to check into a facility. Like I am, I need mental, I need mental help right now. I am struggling. And he was like, what? And I reached out to my therapist because I've been in therapy since I'm 21 and I couldn't get a hold of her. I'm like, who the hell goes on vacation in July? Like, <laughs> what is going on, Nancy? Like, get it together. And so finally, after I said that to him, Within two days, she ended up responding to me and I ended up having some pretty deep sessions with her, um, which I didn't then have to check myself into a place, but I was ready to go. Like it was that bad. Um, and I was able to heal myself from that. And I'm still on that healing journey, girl. Like we're still in it. You know, four years later, here I am. Oh, you wait till you're 40 to start that. It's, imagine mm -hmm. you've got to unpack that plus all the shit in between. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all of that because yeah. you know people do see the colorful wild happy version of you on social media mm -hmm. and i know you keep it real with some of your posts as well but sure. you know when we don't pull back the cover and that is exactly why i started this podcast was because you know it's not fair for those who are just starting out or who have a dream or who have a goal or see somebody like us on social media doing the things um, and don't really get to know the real shit that goes on behind the scenes or what it took for you to get here mm -hmm. um 
and staying in that chaos resonates with a lot of people more mm-hmm. than they'd like to admit. And, um, you know, the, in the doing, the doing is what gives us that sense of pride, right? And mm-hmm. we're constantly chasing the thing. If we get there, then we'll feel yep. different, better. right? Mm-hmm. Or better. Or if we just keep busy, then we won't feel anything because yep. we're focused on everybody but ourselves. And in, and it's such a giving industry. It's hard not to lose yourself in that, especially with clients. And then if you're then building a team or if you've grown assistants, like, you know exactly what that feels like. And it's a lot, mm-hmm. it's a lot of weight to carry, but it also pushes away the focus on yourself. And so you don't take that time to figure out like, who the fuck am I? What do I actually want? What makes me happy? You know, you, you said, I, I'm committed to open this salon. I'm not responsible for all these people's well-being, mm-hmm. their livelihood, their income. I have to do these things in order for everyone else to be successful. And then on paper, you know, you're, you're, you're shouting out percentages and numbers and revenue and yeah, that's all great. But at the end of the day, just because if something was profitable, there was another part of you that probably was like, okay, I need to leave while I'm not like miserable and falling apart. But mm-hmm. I, I resonate so hard with that because I noticed in the last couple of years, even my work slipping, I get done with a client and I'm like, mm, I'm not happy with that. And mm. there was a, a lot of years where I was really happy with my work because it was all I was focused on. And right. so that's been kind of the telltale signs for me recently that I'm like, wow, if you're, if you can't get your shit together, these clients don't, do, they can't pay this while you giving them half-ass work. Like that's right. not fair. Where's your head at? Um, and my head has shifted into what we're doing now, which is like educating and inspiring and coaching and teaching and, you know, holding a different kind of space for people now, which I think comes easily when you're at this age that we've got this experience. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about the shift. So you went through all of that. That was probably super heavy for me. I feel like I stayed in the space. I didn't leave. So I didn't, the bandaid hasn't gotten ripped off yet. I'm still like got my toe in there a little bit, which I felt mm-hmm. like almost is it's not worse or better, but it's still got me like in the, there's FOMO moments. And then there's like, Oh, comfort zone moments where you're like, girl, just go back to what, you know, right. Just go back to what you, you've already figured out. Like, what are you doing? Why are you making your life harder trying to go over here in this, this entrepreneur route that has no blueprint. And even if someone handed you one, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. So after your journey, after you've started to take some time for yourself, how did you then decide what was next for you? Well, it was not very long, you know, because I always had a purpose of wanting to help people. That's my purpose. My purpose is serving others. I know this on a very, very deep level. I just get to do it in an industry that's beautiful, amazing, and kick-ass, right? So I think uh, when I went down that discovery journey, I had I was already starting my consulting business. So I was already kind of working on that. And I was showing up on Facebook live and I was doing all the things, even though behind closed doors, I was struggling, but I did start to share that already back then. Um, because I know that a lot of people in our industry and in the beauty industry in general are struggling a little bit and we need to be there to support each other. So it happened pretty quickly, but the, the, uh, the grind of all of it, you know, it's still happening. I'm almost six years in. I'll be doing this consulting, this second part of my career, six years, and I'm still grinding. I'm still saying yes to free things. I'm still doing all of it, not as intense as I had to, you know, prior, but the first two years of this business were tough. Oh my God. Because back almost six years ago, hardly anyone was talking about business education and not many people wanted to hear about it. And it wasn't exciting. And so then when COVID hit, that was a 
big, big, big shift and pivot for my business because I had already laid the groundwork, you know, two, three years prior to that. So then when COVID hit, it just was explosive because then it completely shifted everybody's mindset to pay attention more so to their numbers, to their finance, to the business side, and then put themselves first right? So there was such a big shift. So that just blew the door wide open for me. So 2020 was just explosive um, in terms of my business. And it just continues to, it continues to grow because I nurture it. You know, I still am showing up every day, but I show up for reasons that mean something to me. You know, it's not like I'm showing up because I'm trying to distract myself from things. Cause that's why I showed up before I've been doing the work. Like I said, I w- I've been in therapy since 21, I'm 21 years old. So long time over 20, over 20 years. Um, but more so recently, I'd say last, the last six years, very heavily. So the reason why I'm still grinding is because it fills me. It's not, I'm not trying to cover up or create or fill in a void. It actually fills my soul to watch other people grow, to watch them succeed, to watch them reach their goals, to watch them make more profit, um, or even watch them have aha moments that have to do with personal growth and personal development. So the reason why I show up is different, but I'm still showing up, you know? And I think that's the thing that we have to understand because there's this, in the industry, there was this shift in this talk about like, well, you only have to work two or three days, or you only can do this, or you only, you know, yes, you can be particular about people that you want to see, but I believe that you have to scale up to scale back. You still have to grind first. You have, you have to put the work in, you know, no one, no one that I know that is successful. And you decide, you decide what success means to you, but no one that I know that is successful hasn't put in the work. It doesn't, happen overnight and you have to show up. You have to stay late. You have to come in early. You have to take the clients that you may not want to see right off the bat when you get out of school. That's part of just the learning experience. And so I think um, my grind is different, but I'll always grind because I absolutely love what I do and I love serving other people. So that's it. It's who you are. And I think that's one of those things that you can't teach that type of work ethic and you can't teach that type of knowingness that just because you get a little momentum means you can take your foot off the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, I was taught the opposite. Once you get some momentum, like slam your foot down as hard as you can. Yeah. And yep. the, the scale to scale back means like that, you know, I just a little picture of my mind pop up of those, you know, visuals of us like working super hard, you know, the nine to nine, you know, five, six days a week is what I did. I didn't know any different. That's what we were told. And that was, that was it. And then you took weddings on the weekends if you could, or you did some Mm -hmm. other shit on the, on the backside. Um, and it's, when I was stepping into this space, space of education and teaching, I was like, how do I take 22 years of doing that and then teach that to somebody else? Like, how do you, you teach that type of stuff? And I always, it's very similar to when I would hire a new assistant. You'd know off the bat if they were going to be a successful stylist later on, because Mm -hmm. I can, I can teach you how to hold the foils for me. I could teach you how to do a great shampoo, but the way that they show up versus the way someone who shows up just because they're checking a box or they're doing the thing, it's so different. And so I think like this industry, like many people might fall into it by way of, oh, my best friend invited me to go to beauty school when I was 17. Like so many people I've interviewed have stories like that. Like I fell Mm -hmm. into it. It wasn't, I didn't know. I maybe thought I'd have this in my back pocket, but you know, when I got introduced to the industry, I fell in love with the freedom that you got with it. And you were 
basically an accidental entrepreneur inside of maybe someone else's salon business. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it always came back to how hard you wanted to work. So it's like hairdressing is like a team sport, but it's really an individual sport that you're with a team generally. Um, A lot of people work independently now, but I'd like to say, like you just said, most people who are independently successful now started somewhere. They were mentored by someone. They mirrored mm-hmm. somebody else's drive, work ethic, hustle, culture, whatever sure. it might be to get where they are. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the stuff that you said is so true of like, you got to explore that in the beginning to figure out what it is that you want to be actually doing. And I think that's another thing that's not talked about is like, you can pivot and shift who your your ideal client is as you move through your, through your business. Um, I actually never did. I stayed doing, I guess it was cut and color and extensions kind of always, I don't want to spend that much time with any clients. So I say, I was like, I don't have, <laughs> I have ADD. I can't sit for six hours with you, the old school method of extension. So I stayed with what I was good at. And um, I feel like often we hear this whole, I want to work harder, not smarter, or I want to work less and make more. And I'm like, how about you work a little less or how about you, you, you work the same and make more. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I think you speak to that a lot because mm-hmm. you talk a lot about uh, missed opportunities when it comes to pricing and you're very, you're very clear on how easy it is to pay attention to your numbers. I think people like us who want the, you know, we don't want to pay attention to that kind of stuff. Maybe it is boring or it's not as sexy or as exciting, but I challenge that, that same thought process to be like, how sexy and exciting is it to open your bank account and see the numbers going up versus opening it being scared that the numbers are so low, you don't know what the fuck's going on. And so it was probably not till like nine years into my business with the umpteen time it was time to do taxes that my tax person was like, cool, you had a great December. You actually owe an extra 15 grand. And she was like always excited for me. And I'm like, where the fuck am I going to get 15 grand from? She's like, this is why I tell you to pay your quarterlies. And I'm like, so it wasn't until I systemized that and put automation to that, that I was like, oh, this doesn't sting as bad when you have it taken out every week. And then you see your projections and it starts to get exciting when Mm -hmm. you take your business seriously as a business and not just the fun part of the doing the hair. Um, I actually get more excited now for the numbers at the end of the day and figuring out ways that I can make yeah. more money with the clientele I do have. So can you speak to that a little bit for people who are maybe new to the way that you teach numbers and just the way that you break down pricing too? Yeah. I mean, I think there is, there's no get rich quick. There's no um, quick and fast way to grow a business. You know, I think I, my focus always has and will be looking internally first everything that you need within your business is a within you and b within your business. So do you have to look for new clients and attract new? Yes. That necessarily isn't my focus. Cause I don't do marketing and funnels and all of that stuff. I can't, I have, I, I grew my own business and we did very well, but I'm always looking internal. You know, it's very easy to blame other people for what's happening in your business. But when you're a leader of your business, whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team, it's all on you. So if things are not going right in your business, we have to look at self first, and then we have to look at the systems within the business. And so when it comes down to numbers and pricing, just let's kind of go off of that. You know, I've been sharing and I share, have shared a lot lately about price per minute and price per hour. And I, I released these worksheets over two years ago when I started my make that money course and they've evolved since then, but price per minute and understanding all the factors that go into pricing services is insane. And it's, it's so important because if your price per minute, I shared this the other day is short by 20 cents, 20 cents, right? We're like, Oh, it's only 20 cents. Doesn't matter. But guess what? 
that means that you're going to actually be short $18 for every 90 minute service that you do. And if you do four 90 minute services a day, you are going to lose over $14,000 a year in revenue. So we just found almost 15K by looking at your pricing and price per minute, your baseline price per minute, and then looking at your target price per minute, which is all in the worksheets. It's like, oh my God, I actually can make more money without having to work 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. Cause I really truly believe that hairstylist, the sweet spot is between 32 and 35 hours a week should not be working more than 40 hours a week as a hairstylist. And if you are, there's a breakdown with budgeting and there's a breakdown with pricing. And so, yeah, that, I mean, I try to teach it in a fun way too. You know, I love to dance. So I love my reels, you know, I am a trained dancer. So it's part of my heart and my soul and passion. I, and I knew music. it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, she's too good. This looks too easy for her. She must have been a dancer when she was younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've trained in ballet and point for about six years and I've been doing Latin ballroom since 2006. So I think, you know, with that, I'm like, I want to be able to infuse myself and my personality in the way that I teach business. Not everybody has to show up and dance on their reels. Like don't feel pressed that you have to, that's just part of my soul. And so if I can make it fun and I can joke around, it makes it easier to swallow when you're looking at numbers because it is scary. It is overwhelming. However, if you don't do anything about it, nothing will change. And if you are upset and bothered and irritable and miserable within your business, because you are putting in so much time, energy, and work, and you're working over 40 hours a week, but then you look at your bank account and there's nothing left, we can fix that. You just have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and dive into your numbers a little bit. And you're right. It does become exciting. Mm -hmm. Just like anything, just like when you first learn how to do, you know, a pixie haircut, it shit's not easy, right? When you first start doing it, but when you do it over and over and over, then you get excited about it. And because now you know how to attack it, you have confidence. And my goal is to give stylists confidence, but also empower them to make their own decisions that are best for them. Cause I don't teach a one size fits all. I will never tell you what to do in your business. I will give you guidance and I will give you advice, but I want you to know who you are. I want you to know what your brand is and what your promises and what you stand for. And then with the knowledge that you're gaining from classes, courses, et cetera, then you can start making decisions that are best for your business long-term. I shouldn't have to tell you that, you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for saying this is the only way that you should price services. This is the only way you're going to make money. It's impossible because there are so many ways to it. Yeah. Thank you for saying it that way too, because that is true. And it's unfortunate and, and, and be cautious if you ever have people telling you there's only one way to do something, because we know there's lots of ways to get from A to B when it comes from haircuts to budgeting, like you sure. name it. Yeah. But it's learning the foundational skills of both that you need in your business. If you have a service-based business like we do. And then also with your numbers, there's just kind of rules and metrics that you can follow. And then it's up to you to decide from that point forward. But with all that being said, I also love that you talked about like the hours per week worked because often I run into that with my clients who they're saying yes to so many clients or they're working more than they say they really want to be working. And when you reverse engineer what your end revenue goal is like, mm -hmm. you know, you can break it down pretty simply. I always say math is the path. And I was like the least mathy person ever existed yeah. in the world. I was like, like, 
you know, I avoided it at all costs until I realized if I'm going to own my own business, I have to be responsible for knowing my numbers. That's the least I can do for myself and my business. Otherwise, I don't have a fucking business. I have a job that's basically running me. And if I want to live paycheck to paycheck, like I'll just stay on this crazy train. And it's it's education that I think, like you said, gives you the confidence to do the things. No one's confident when they come out of school knowing how to do hair, really. Really, right. we're not. I didn't even know how to cut a straight line, let alone put a foil in. I could roll a fucking perm. <laughs> I mean, mind you, it was 20, 27 years ago, right? Yes. I, give a, I give, give a pedicure to a 75-year-old man, and um, I could finger wave the fuck out of some hair. So I actually did have some really solid skill sets that I never actually got to put to use, but you know, haha. But with all that being said, wouldn't it have been great if they just gave us a small format of how to budget and how to do price per minute, price per hour, even when you're starting out? You know, this is such a gift to yourself if you're brand new in the industry or if you're 20 years in and sure. you're still struggling with this. Um, you know, pay attention to this kind of stuff. It's it's up to you to do this kind of work. And these kind of worksheets that she has are things that you should be doing, I would say quarterly, like often monthly. in your business, monthly. Yeah. Yep. So because if you don't pay attention to things, it's so easy for things to shift and switch. And especially with the way inflation's going right now, you have to know the numbers and it takes the emotion out of pricing, mm -hmm. out of what you charge your clients, out of what you go out and spend, how you're showing up in the salon, the experience that you're giving, all of that. It's it, it shouldn't be a feeling. It should be a knowingness because you know what's needed in order for you to do the thing. And unfortunately, so much of our, so many of us are emotional beings and we want things to feel good, but nothing feels worse than what you said. Opening up your bank account after working your 45 hours for the fucking week and that energy exchange alignment with the numbers does not match up. You're like, I worked that hard and that's all that's in there. Mm -hmm. Like that, yeah. that, that feels worse than taking the time to pour yourself a drink or get a, you know, mocktail and sit down and do your numbers. Um, so what if there are people who need handholding? I like to have my hand held. I don't, I don't want to just be given a worksheet. For those of you who are DIYers, like kudos to you. I need someone, I, like I was the girl in dance class that I'm like, cool, could you show me that eight different times? Because I will not get it the first time. Um, <laughs> so where can we go to like be a part of what you're teaching and kind of get our hand held a little bit more if that's something people are looking for? Yeah, absolutely. So my make that money course, which is my five week course for independence. It was okay. created for independence during the start of COVID. And <clears throat> it is five weeks of literally starting from the foundation of your money story and your relationship with money. That's where we have to start. Cause that's where we start to build confidence. We undo, and then we rewrite. And, um, then we go into budgeting and increasing profit. So that's the first step of the worksheet. And then in week three, the worksheet turns into a price per minute and a price per hour worksheet. We go into all of that. And then we go into like how to calculate your cost of service and making sure that it's not over a certain percentage and, and making sure how much uh, product you're using with each service and, you know, keeping the standard in that sense, rolling out a price increase, you get verbiage for everything. Um, and then week four is all about scheduling and boundaries and, you know, using digital tools to really help you relieve some stress in your business. And then week five is like powerhouse, insane taxes and paying yourself with CPA, Michelle cook, and then client waivers and client agreements with attorney Rihanna green. So I came to play in this course. And when I don't know something, I'm going to bring in the experts to really handle that. And so that's why they come in on week five and it is week by week. So it's happening in real time. I show up every week in the Facebook group and go live. 
We have two live classes scheduled also, but it is so lit. The energy from the students that come in, it's insane. It literally fires my soul up. I'm on like 10,000 for five weeks. And it's like, they're showing up in the group and they're messaging me and there's DMs and there's questions and they're invested. And the group of people, it's such a support system in that group. It's a very positive space because you guys know that I don't play around with negativity or drama. It's a very supportive space. And um, I just love, I love the, the growth that I see during those five weeks, you know? So that is if you need your handheld, that's the group. That's it. That's the course. If you're independent, I also have synergy, which is for my commission salon owners as well. Um, it's a little bit more of a laid back group. It's a small group. I only take a certain amount, a small number. It's very intimate and salon owners, you know, they're managing six, 10, 15 people. So they're not in the Facebook group all the time. It's a very chill, different kind of vibe, but they're working so hard. Um, and that is also going to be opening up soon. So those are the two ways that we can really work together, but I have a ton of free resources, Amazing. like literally free resources for, okay. for you to check out. And you do, I know I've checked a lot of them out. You guys, if you don't follow Nina already, follow her on Instagram, you can find all of her good stuff. And are you also still doing the podcast with Jay? Yes, of course. No yes. stylist left behind with my best friend, Mr. Jay Ladner. And we do every other week, every other Friday, we release an episode. We have amazing guests. We're going to be doing some shifting in our next season. It's going to be really just him and I talking business. And um, yeah, aside from that, that's a free resource in itself where you can listen to other guests and other industry artists and just learn from them. Um, but on my website, literally you can plug in numbers to look at your profit margin and also look at what you're spending in product every day if you wanted to for free. Wow. That's amazing. You guys, if you don't take advantage of these free resources, shame on you. And if you know someone else who could use these resources, make sure you send this uh, to them immediately or share her Instagram with them. Because the more that we all learn and grow and do these things together, it's going to elevate the industry. I mean, that's a no brainer, right? And it just gets me so excited to know that there's people like you that are so passionate about helping us become educated in ways that we were not gifted in the beginning of our careers. If this is the beginning of your career and you're listening, I'm so happy for you. I'm fucking jealous of yes. you. I wish I was you. But at the same time, like the ability to educate yourself and empower yourself with that confidence to take care of the shit that needs to get taken care of. That means it's sky's the limit for you. That means your possibility for growth is endless. And what you end up doing will, will be probably a 10 X version of what someone who doesn't take the time to do this work mm. will mm -hmm. experience, right? They will experience a lot of fuck ups. They will spend money where they shouldn't, they won't know their budget. They won't know how to pay themselves. You know, it sounds all fun and woohoo to go open a salon. It might even feel like the next step in your business. But if you don't have your own personal shit, your own money story, I love that you start week one with that because it is so imperative that you know where your money stories come from. Mm -hmm. I often refer money stories to like food noise, right? Why do we have that noise in our head that comes up when we eat something we shouldn't? Why do we have noise that comes up when we have issues with spending money or not making a certain amount of money? That comes from somewhere. And don't ignore those little nudges because they're there for a reason. And most of that was conditioned as you grew up. It was things you were heard, you heard, you were told, all of the above. Maybe yeah. small experiences that you had. So the fact that you start the course out like with that just lets me know personally, obviously I've never done that course, that you get to the root of what is really holding people back from paying attention to them. Because all of this stuff is business know-how 101, right? This isn't rocket science. And this information, a lot of it is online, right? We can go to Google University. You can find out pretty much everything that probably either one of us talk about business-wise on there. But when you can source it from someone who's done it, 
for 26 years experience, when you listen to people like Nina and I, and you get your information from people that are positive, that are pouring into you versus people that are coming around it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I give you guys kudos for tuning into this show, for staying around people who are doing big things that, that maybe you want to be doing too, because like I told her in the beginning, she inspires the fuck out of me. And I probably wouldn't be able to show up like this if I didn't see other people doing it to the extent that you are. So thank you for sharing all of this with us. I feel like I want to talk to you for like three more hours. So yes. can we maybe do like a part two? Because I feel like I would love it. Get more into the into our careers and kind of just experiences that we have. So if you guys love this episode, please share it on social media. Tag us with one of your ahas. And again, send it to somebody that you think would get some value out of it. Nina, thank you for showing up the way you do. Because like I said, 20 times already. You inspire me a ton. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. And I'm down to come back for part two. Boom. You guys heard it here. So wait out for part two with Nina and all of the good stuff. And you guys, please go do yourself a favor, download the resources, get all the good stuff and uh, tell her what you think about all of it. So we're sending you so much love and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically.